Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze's replacement for this evening, and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Skyblaze sends their apologies, unfortunately, uh, like 10-15 minutes before the show is set to start, uh, they've sadly uh, succumbed to a terrible migraine, so unfortunately they're currently resting as I talk. Uh, so uh, all well wishes greatly appreciated. Hello, Little Big Lou, uh, and hi everybody else that's uh, currently in the chat at the moment. I see uh, a Doan, I stood by a Gabby from far out of this today. Uh, Pocket Larry and Twenty, having just come back from a nap. Hi, Twenty. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Little Big Lou. Uh, so yes, we are going to be looking at, well, as they say, imitation being the sincerest form of flattery. But uh, from the games we're looking at today, it's more like copying another person's homework and making it your own. What do I mean? Well, let's take the game Magical Hat no Butobi Turbo Daiboken from the Mega Drive as an example. This game was released in Japan in 1990 uh, and features a kid called Hat. Very imaginative name. With a magical turban, probably see where the name Hat came from, who is seeking to defeat an evil demon king who has caused the main continent to break up into separate islands. To aid him in his quest, he can collect an egg like creature called Robug or Robo-Gig to use as a phone projectile. If the premise of this sounds vaguely familiar to another game, you're probably thinking of this one, as this game was retooled a year later into the more widely known horror-themed game Decap Attack. Here you play as the headless mummy Chuck D. Head, as he looks to beat up the demon Max Decap, who has risen from the underworld and caused the skeleton-shaped cluster of islands our hero lives on to break apart. As you play, you can collect a skull which sits neatly on top of where your head would normally be, and as such can then be thrown as a projectile. So, uh, hi there Larry, uh, thank you very much for sending regards, and obviously I see Skyblaze is uh, taking some time to send a message through. I hope you are feeling wet up soon, love. Um, but let's get into our first musical break, uh, and afterwards we'll go into some more of the other games which turned then into other games which some of you may or may not have played. We'll see how we go after this.
we're back. So what we just listened to there was Decap Attack Level 7, requested by Electro Boogaloo. And before that we had Magical Hat, uh, for music requested by Green Viper for stages 2 to 3, uh, no, 2, 3, 4, 1, 4, 3, 6, 1, 6... Apparently it was used quite a lot in that game. Um, anyway, on to our next game. This one is oddly complicated yet simple when it comes to its retooling. You'll, you'll see why. As this one has a couple of them. The gaming question is Ashura, released for the Master System in Japan in 1986. This top-down game sees you running through enemy strongholds, searching for your captured comrades, utilising a rifle and arrows to defeat your enemies and to destroy the various huts or various places that your prisoners and comrades-at-arms are hidden within. The same year the game was released in the US as Rambo First Blood Part 2, which plays exactly the same, with honestly a lot of minor changes. I say a lot, very few minor changes. One. The main character, obviously made to look a bit more like Rambo. Enemy placements were ever so slightly different. And of course the main title theme itself being altered to a version of the main Rambo theme from the movie. Uh, also, hi Nicholas, thanks for joining in. Uh, so, with those changes, obviously we've got two similar yet different games. The year after this... The game itself was then re-released, both in America and in Europe, as Secret Command, or as it's shown on the game's title screen, Secret Commando. This version kept the original title theme from Ashura, while retaining the Rambo-looking sprite from the main character, but again enemy placements themselves didn't really change much. <laughs> the Electro Bigelow apparently listened to the show on their new phone didn't realise it had stereo speakers well, glad to assist in finding that bit of information out so what we'll do as I appear to be unfortunately running through things a little quicker than I normally do well, quicker than Skybuzz would normally do because I, I, I speak at a pace known only to the flash at this point is we'll nip to uh, another musical break and then we'll come back and we'll have another chat about another game and with any luck, I shall talk slower so that we'll actually have a show that lasts more than 20 minutes. So I'll see you guys in a bit.
morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. This is Nicolas Aman, the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist. And you're listening to... The Hidden Palace. Hokoto no Ken Boss Overseas version, requested by Nicholas Haman. And prior to that, we had Secret Command Ashura Rambo First Blood 2 uh, odd numbered round background music, or BGM. Um, actually, having a quick look at the Black Belt track, or just the Black Belt game in general, the fact that, that, that at least in Japan, was originally a Fist of the North Star game, which then, when it got, came over here, there wasn't any proper licensing towards it, which meant that it had to come under a different name, and apparently it was also one of Yujinaka's early games, at least one of his early games prior to his involvement with Sonic the Hedgehog. So that was an interesting thing to find out. Uh, but yeah, having a look through the chat itself, uh, apparently uh, along with finding about these... I don't think Fist of the North Star had had a, a Western release at that point. Probably not. Uh, 
So yeah, it's based on the manga and anime from the Fist of the North Star series. The export version was released without the license on it, forcing graphic alterations to the game itself. According to a quick nosy on Wikipedia. Uh, but yes, with Electric Bigelow uh, showing off their new Galaxy S22 Plus phone, uh, I too, as uh, Skyblaze has so wonderfully pointed out, also got myself some new tech as well. Uh, I, I've been in need of a, a new smartwatch for a little while because the Fossil Sport watch that I'm looking at now um, has just decided to go all weird on me. Um, so I've now got a, a Samsung watch to go with my Samsung phone, uh, and and my God, is it such a so much better piece of equipment than I had before? Um, and coming off on long the technological bent as well, uh, I have been beating my head against a wall, but with some success, uh, in setting up a uh, portable uh, or a, a media server using a Raspberry Pi we had kicking about. So uh, that will at some point allow us to access a bunch of music out and about should we need to without needing to sign up for any services elsewhere so that'd be nice uh, and we've also been having a look thanks to 20's wonderful uh, socials at the moment at some of the fantastic quote unquote uh, artwork for uh, some of these games including the one for Secret Command uh, that yeah it doesn't look good uh, just to, to put it plainly, it looks absolutely terrible. My art skills are absolutely appalling, but I think I could definitely do a better job than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny how the extra angry eyebrows on Plasticine Man. Yeah, not looking particularly good on that one. Uh, we've gone with Plex uh, on this one, uh, Larry. Uh, so it's, it's trying to find a way in which, because we're going step by step, can we get Plex to work on the internal network? Yes, we can. Can I add things onto it without needing to keep moving back and forth with a memory stick? Now I can. Uh, and I've managed to work out how to access it externally. So the next thing has been sending out invites to relevant people to make sure that they can access it and we're golden at that point. Anyway, less about this, more on the games today. So the next one, um, we actually had a bit of a misgiving about it and I'll go into why in a moment. But the next game is Strike Fighter. Now this was an arcade this was an arcade game, there we go, released in 1991, which utilized the Sega Y arcade board. Now, owing to the game's premise and gameplay similarities, this game was eventually ported across to consoles and renamed as Afterburner 3. So while there are some obvious graphical differences owing to the capabilities of the Sega CD and the FM Towns machines on which Afterburner was released on back in 1992, the game does mm, close somewhat resemble Strike Fighter in a lot of ways. Uh, the music for the most part seems to have remained, slight variations were made, again possibly down to limitations of the hardware, although I'm not sure if there was a lot of confusion when looking up the list of songs just to hear comparisons. Oh, I realise I have just... Yeah, I know. Well, I guess we're going into Hyper uh, Hopper after Burner 3. Play it again. Apologies, folks. Give me a second. There we go. We'll let this loop in the background for a second. Right, there we go. So... Um, so yeah, some of the music itself, when I was looking up the list of the music uh, against Strike Fighter and 
Afterburner 3. While they had a lot of the same names, they sounded different. So I was a little confused on that one. But we'll, we'll listen to the, uh, the FM Towns Mega CD version in a moment. Um, now, why did we have some misgivings about this? So, when we were doing the research for this and doing the writing for it, we were both quite tired. So, um, when we googled Sega Strike Fighter, um, it actually turned out we were looking at the wrong game to start with, because there is in fact Strike Fighter by Sega in arcades, and then there was a, another one in arcades called Sega Strike Fighter. So obviously a lot of confusion caused by that. So I was like, how does this, is this supposed to look like, like Afterburner 3? Because so this Strike Fighter looks incredibly more polygonal than the other one. It's like, oh, oh, that, that that's why it, it came out many years later. Never mind. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so that one, uh, Sega Strike Fighter, was released in arcades for the Sega Naomi board, not the Y board. So as I say, that was me scratching my head wondering why it was so that three's polygonal, this 3D polygonal game, polygonal, polygonal game, thinking how could Afterburner be a 3D a retool of this? So. After my rambling moment there, we'll go into properly listening into Hyper Hopper from Afterburner 3, uh, and then we'll see what obviously comes up after that. And then I shall catch you in for uh, what else we have later on. So I'll catch you in a bit.
Hi, I'm Resident SD, host of Lay and Live. And when it comes to boosting your Sega education, there's no better place than the Hidden Palace on Radio Sega. And we're back. 
What we had there was Strike Fighter Hyper City, and before that we had Afterburner 3 with Hyper Hopper. Uh, a last bit of, bit of information from Electric Boogaloo, though this wasn't in the notes, uh, but uh, it's definitely worth highlighting all the same. Uh, from what notes uh, Electric Boogaloo has found, uh, the Western Mega CD, Sega CD versions of Afterburner 3 replaced much of uh, Hiroshi Matsui's uh, remixes of Strike Fighter soundtrack. Uh, with the uh, Haruhiko Noada and Norio Hanzawa's arranged score from the FM Towns version of Afterburner 2. So that's a bit of an interesting one. Uh, noting that apparently Sega thought that the Barry White sounding remix of Shuffle Cannon was apparently a bit too weird, perhaps. Uh, and uh, Electro Blue has also posted, noting our, our confusion between uh, Strike Fighter and Sega Strike Fighter. Uh, uh, two games that were also released, uh, admittedly not too far from each other, one on 85, if I remember this, and one on the other on 87, both called Great Baseballs, or Great Baseball. Um, so I'm wondering if we can get enough, potentially, for another episode of Hidden Palace for uh, twin games that aren't quite twins. Uh, something along those lines, perhaps. Who knows? Oh, no, I've just seen there's, there's, there's Great Golf and Great Golf. Released in 86 and 87. Oh, good lord. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, you I'm. I'll write it, I'll write it. Right, so coming in with our last game, or should I say games, uh, we've actually got a trio for you, uh, which are all retools of Wonder Boy games um, and are actually all part of the same series, which is based off a Brazilian children's comic. Called Terma, I'm hoping to pronounce this correctly, Terma de Monica, or Monica's Gang in English, that were developed and published by Tectoy, who, as everyone knows, is uh, the company that, that sort of helps to bolster the numbers of uh, Sega consoles and games uh, and will probably do so into the next millennium. The. Was <laughs> it Dome popping in? Was that we know at least there are, th there are at least three games called Exiles. So as if two weren't bad enough, we now have three. Uh, <laughs> and apparently both uh, great golf titles were directed by the same person, uh, Mutsushiro Fuji. Oh, that's, that's just like, so, which was your favourite great golf? Uh, uh, great golf, oh, great answer. Uh, so, the first of these Monica games is Monica at the Dragon Castle. Not dragons, just Dragon Castle. Uh, which is a retool of Wonder Boy in Monsterland and was released in Brazil in 91 for the Master System. Honestly, visually, not a whole lot has changed. The main character is obviously the main thing that's going to be different. Uh, it's pretty much the main thing that does change. So instead of Wonder Boy going around beating up enemies with his sword, you play as Monica. And she does the exact same thing, but with a blue rabbit plush toy instead. Presumably there's something quite heavy in there to actually cause damage, because, you know, trying to beat somebody to death with just a stuffed toy is going to take you a while. Um, the sound design has been tweaked to, at least with, with the side-by-side -side seeing playthroughs of both games, just to get a feel for them, uh, has been changed to sort of soften the background music, uh, as well as all the other sound effects throughout the game um, and listening to both I much prefer uh, the retools version um, because the original game is 
incredibly shrill sounding from at least the version that I was watching uh, in response to the in like comparison to the retools. Uh, so just seeing me mentioning Tech Toy and, and obviously Brazil being that that weird other world where where Sega still rules. Uh, apparently, uh, Nicholas Mann has uh, today read a YouTube comment from a Brazilian who mentioned that they felt so high tech in 1990 owning a Master System while their friend still had an Atari 2600. I'll admit I was probably too young for that. I my, my, my first console was a Mega Drive 2. And apparently, there's a mod for the Dragon's Trap remake Shut that up. changes that to Monica's 2. <laughs> um, our second game in the list, and yes, as you have pointed out, Electro Vigaloo, uh, this one is Monica's Gang in The Rescue, which is a retool of Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap. Uh, similar to the first, Wonder Boy is obviously replaced with Monica, wielding her stuffed rabbit of justice. Um, and while Wonder Boy 3 has uh, a shield that he now wields, the one that Monica wields is has also been altered. It doesn't look the same sort of like, you know, big plank of wood type thing. It's more, I believe, yeah, sort of yellow with just like the, the blue bunny head as a sort of um, coat of arms on the front. Um, again, comparing audio, I honestly on this one couldn't really tell much of a difference between the two. They did sound very similar to them. Uh, <laughs> four years advantage isn't much of an advantage, Nicholas. Um, <laughs> And hopefully getting one up on you on this one, uh, um, uh, Electric Boogaloo. The last game before you get it in here, uh, we have is Monica's Gang in the Land of Monsters, which is a retool of Wonder Boy in Monster World, or, and this was really confusing, uh, Wonder Boy 5, Monster World 3. This was like a weird football match, uh, this one. Uh, but yeah, that was the title of the game in Japan. Now, this was the only one out of the three which was released on the Mega Drive. The previous two were on the Master System. Um, and again, if you were to have these both sort of playing side by side, you'll notice a very cheeky change by the developers at the very start on the title screen. So if you pull up the start screens for both, they do look very similar, bar one very obvious change. Where Wonder Boy is shown, uh, fighting against this dragon with his sword, the retool then obviously shows Monica doing the very similar squaring off with the same dragon in pretty much the exact same scene. The dragon hasn't really changed as far as, apart from potentially a slight squish of the sprite, of the, the, the image itself, and I think a recolor slightly. Um, but yeah, otherwise that hasn't obviously really changed much. Um, again, as was sort of the previous ones, not much visually has changed. Uh, just Monica switching place with Wonder Boy and the sword being replaced with the world's deadliest stuffed toy. Uh, like that, there we go. Electrobiggle having posted the picture in, in question here. It looks very obvious. It, if they had a bit more shading on Monica, that's all I'm saying. If they had a bit more shading on Monica, it would have you, you wouldn't have really been able to tell the difference. As it is, it looks like a very weird pixel Photoshop. Um, but yeah, see, otherwise, apart from the visual changes of Monica being stepping in place of Wonder Boy here. Um, Nothing else has really changed. Visually, otherwise, everything stays the same. All the enemies, placements, music, the lot. Just Monica deciding to step in and take the place of our dear Wonder Boy. 
So, a last musical break before we head into the chiptune corner. Uh, with the help of Nicholas Haman, we've uh, picked out three tracks for yourself, one from each of these games uh, from Wonderboy, and uh, we'll have a listen to these. And uh, we'll catch you afterwards. So, speak to you in a bit. and you're listening to The Hidden Palace with Skyblaze on Radio Sega.
and we're back. So yes, as mentioned, we had a trio of gate uh, songs from the Wonder Boy series. First, we had Wonder Boy Monsterland, the Labyrinth of No End. Uh, well, the Labyrinth, yeah, the Labyrinth of No End, and that was the PSG version. Uh, next, following that, we had Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap, Mind of Hero, which was the FM version. So nobody can say we're being uh, a favoritist on this one. Uh, but lastly, there was only really one option for this one, which was Wonder Boy in Monster World Beach Stage, which I believe we only have the PSG version for. I could be wrong, uh, but it's only what we're showing on here. Uh, having a quick look through uh, the uh, comments uh, following that, Electric uh, Blue has pointed out a rather uh, amusing thing on here. Uh, when Tech Toy Parody did a re release of the Mega Drive uh, for themselves back in 2017, my god, that's only six years ago, uh, they also released. Um, the last game we spoke about, uh, which I'm not going to try and pronounce uh, the, uh, the Brazilian version of that one, so yeah, Monica's Gang in the Land of Monsters, they re-released that on cartridge as well. Uh, at least the artwork for that one does look more in line with Monica's art style compared to the, uh, at least the, the image that's shown uh, in-game for it. Uh, and Akuma has noticed that they apparently they had the arcade cabinet for uh, was was it uh, Strike Fighter or Sega Strike Fighter? Uh, I'm not sure, uh, but apparently they, they sold it uh, only last year. So that that is a real shame. Uh, they unfortunately had to give that up. Um, and Pocket Larry pointing out a rather interesting theory. Uh, so with Monster World itself being in a sub series of Wonder Boy, uh, would that make it similar to things like Persona with uh, Shimigami Tensei? And it's like that is. That, that makes my head hurt, if anything, <laughs> just trying to sort of try and break that up and see how that would work. Um, but yes, into the chiptune corner. Uh, so the track we're featuring today is actually a collaboration between uh, Barry Leach, uh, which has been featured on the Hidden Palace before, uh, and the gothic rock band Alien Sex Fiend. No, no, that is in fact their name, Alien Sex Fiend. Uh, these guys are best known, uh, these people, are best known for their gothic and industrial music, commonly played in various rock and metal clubs, with singles such as I Walk the Line and Ignore the Machine. Uh, Alien Sex Fiend worked on the soundtrack for the space combat simulator game Inferno, with Barry Leach uh, acting as producer. The game itself was actually released on PC, uh, CD-ROM, for DOS in 1994, and an album for the game of the same name, uh, sorry, an album of the same name, based on the soundtrack, was then also released on CD as well as vinyl. Let's make sure there's no last comments before I pop into that. <laughs> Popularity says the Wonder Boy series sure is a tangled web. Oh, it probably is. So we'll head into uh, the uh, collaboration track. So it's Alien, Sex Fiend, and Barry Leach uh, with Inferno, the Human Installation. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll go into the outro and uh, see what we have planned for next week. Alright, catch you in a bit.
we are back once again. Uh, so yeah, that was Alien Sexfiend and Barry Leach uh, with Inferno the Human Installation. Uh, and yes, we are now at the end of another Hidden Palace. I hope you've all enjoyed, and uh, obviously apologies for not having Skyblaze here today, but as mentioned, obviously they weren't feeling too well. I'm hoping they're feeling better soon. Um, but yes, we will catch you all again uh, hopefully next week. We'll see what's coming up. Um, and our thoughts on this one, going through our list of things we've got, we might do one based on Bleach. Uh, not not the product, no, but the anime Bleach. Because uh, there were a series of games that came out that were all uh, uh, produced but developed by Sega in some form or another. Uh, so we'll have plenty to work on for that one. Um, so as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already, obviously you can find Skyblaze themselves. Uh, on Twitter at Blazing Skies, on Discord as at Blazing Skies, on the Radio Sega Twitter, uh, the Discord channel itself, um, and obviously do s <laughs> no, 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 Electrical, not that kind of bleach, um, uh, as well as on things like Facebook, uh, you can find obviously on the Radio Sega. Uh, oh, sorry, my apologies, it's Skyblaze421 Discord, uh, and you can find uh, Radio Sega on Facebook as well to submit any uh, ideas for new episodes or even any song requests should they be needed. Um, what we'll do is we shall sign out with uh, one last song. So, Skyblaze has uh, recently acquired a new game. Um, I believe that was from Doan, was it? What? Was that, that Star Ocean from Doan? As a, as a birthday gift uh, from the lovely Doan, um, Skyblaze has been playing uh, Star Ocean Divine Force. Uh, so in conjunction with that, uh, our last track for today shall be Star Ocean The Last Hope, and it's the battle theme. So as always, thank you for joining in. I hope you'll join us in again soon. Do stick around, because uh, I suspect we will be having Gavi on later tonight. And uh, have a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I've been grateful. This has been the Hidden Palace. Have a great time. Take care.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.